This is episode 61, Stress Management. Welcome to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And here's our podcast. For the podcast realistic SLP. I was going to say for the stressed out SLP. I don't know why I said podcast right there. Mm. Whatever. Well, it either works. Well, I guess if you're listening to this, you're an SLP who likes podcasts. Perhaps. Right? Yes. Or maybe you're you're just friends with an SLP and you're in the same car. Right. And they've subjected you to this podcast. Maybe. But you guys are going to like it. We're very fun. Yes. And we are drinking right now. So Mm -hmm. who doesn't like to drink? I really like this wine. Good job, Deb. Thank you. You know, Deb, sometimes you just push through (laughs) and you just come out on the other side. Yeah. Thank you. It has a whole story on the side. I didn't notice. It does. It's got a very intense story. So Um, we are drinking Bandit. It's a dry rosé, California. Comes in a box. It comes in a box. Like a carton. Like a carton. Yeah. Like a, like a juice box. Like a coconut water box. Like a coconut water box. (laughs) I like it. And it's taller. Yeah. Definitely taller <laughs> and, and alcoholic. Yes. And has a light, nice little gold sticker that says award winning. Oh, sold me. So I don't know what award specifically um, this Bandit has Wine won. has received 50 plus gold medals since 2006. Yeah. More wine, less waste. So this box is one and then a one third bottles of wine. I don't really get it. So you I guess get like more. No, I think like the um, materials it takes to create this box, you would have to you like three bottles of wine would be it's still going. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I was worried we weren't recording. Yeah, but we are. Yeah. So this is a product of the USA and it's bottled by Rebel Wine, which is in Lathrop, Lathrop, California. And according to wine enthusiasts, this wine is fruity, that it seems sweet. This effusive and medium-bodied wine tastes like strawberries and cotton candy. It's soft on the palate and light in terms of concentration. Hmm. And I have to agree with that. It does have a nice fruity taste, but not overly fruity. And it doesn't have any fizz. And it's smooth. I don't know about cotton candy, but I vote yeah. drink it. Definitely drink it. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. I also like the price of this wine. Yeah, it was like $9. Mm-hmm. So. I just took a sip of that. That's why mm. I got it. And I also liked the box. I was thinking about the gram, you know. Just wanted to look good on Instagram. Yeah. It and also uh, tastes good. Yeah. We had it with some um, ricotta, ricotta cheese on a cracker. You don't want to say ricotta cheese? No, nope. sure don't. Okay. <laughs> and you added some salt, which I liked. Yes. So definitely drink that. So how has work been going for you? It's been going well. Um, Everything I'm like easing into everything much better. The only thing that I have not had a good time with is that so a lot of my students get specialized busing Mm. because my school is um, like a very one of the few that is for special needs. So kids live all over Brooklyn. Uh Aha. Yes. Um, And these special buses have not always been on time or consistent. And like Mm. I've had three kids with transportation transportation issues now like withdraw from school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I mean, like it's annoying, but then 
you know what? Imagine when it starts snowing mm. and yeah. it's just going to be like, how much school is this kid going to miss because of this? So it's better off for them. Yes. But at the same time, a bummer. Definitely a bummer. September is always like that when you work in a school. It's like still getting to know you, still the students adjusting, still the teachers adjusting, all things that are like kind of like temporary, I want to say. I feel like it's part of establishing the routines that haven't yeah. yet been established. So it's like those in-betweens mm-hmm. that can sometimes feel stressful, right? Yeah. yeah. I would say. Or you're like, oh, I don't have a kid right now. I'm going to catch up on paperwork, which is not stressful. Right. Uh, some people think it is, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it could be. Because I'm fee for service. So there's lots of people who would think like, oh, this kid's not here now. I can't bill for the session. But like from my perspective, I'm like, well, that was just fate. So right. I'm going to take that as a break that mm-hmm. I deserve. Or if I'm thinking like, you know, I'm getting married, so I want as much money as possible. <laughs> I would just... You know, take another kid. Right. Yeah. That's all. Do something else. Yeah. Keep Grab moving. somebody else. Keep moving forward. Yeah. Don't let anything hold you back. Never. I like it. Mm-hmm. So my favorite thing yeah. lately, well, not lately, a lot lately, mm-hmm. but I've been trying to, as I've been of late. doing, yes, as of late, <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to meditate every day. Oh. So I was very inspired by mm-hmm. myself, to be honest, Okay. because you know? we always just want to keep growing. Right. So I was like, why don't I do a little guided stuff on the podcast? Mm-hmm. You no. Know? So I know you're not thrilled for this, but you know. Oh, I'm thrilled. Like, Can't not, you tell? You're not thrilled, but um, <laughs> you know, we're going to do it. Okay. We're going to try this. Is there going to be music? Oh, should we? Can't you play a little I have the Calm app. Something on your phone. Any uh, educator got a free subscription if you saw it over the summer. I saw it. Oh. Yeah. So I definitely took advantage of that. Um, The free subscription? That's great. The free subscription. The full version. Oh. Yeah. So I got the full version, which is... How do you prove you were an educator? I just emailed them through my educator email. Oh, okay. And then they mailed me this coupon code. You know, you also get discounts at J. Crew with that. I didn't, but that's also going to reduce my stress, you know? Yeah, So thank you for that. You're welcome. So I'm going to put on a little meditation music. How about this? Mm -hmm. It's called Deconstructing Performance Anxiety. And it's like nice little soothing but music. But are they going to start talking? No, I think oh, okay. it's just music. Oh, no, they are talking. Talk. He's talking. These people are talking. Yeah, get them out. You're supposed okay, to Okay, I'm going to be doing the talking. So I'm going to just Can put music on. you just music do like Spotify on. yoga? Oh. Okay, I got some music going. Okay. How about that? All right. So do I have you, to change my posture because I like I'm comfortable? But You I know will. what? No. You got... How about... How about wherever you are right now doing okay. this meditation? And a lot right. of meditations, they're like require you to sit. And if you're driving, you're like, how am I going to do that? All right. I'm going to put my mic close to this so you can speak into yours. Okay. All right. And I'm just going to listen to you. Okay. And try to do some of it. I will. Okay. Stop talking to me. I have to put my mic down. Okay. All right. All serious now. <laughs> okay. So wherever you are, sink your seat down, or if you're standing, really be aware of your feet. So if you're sitting, sink your tailbone down, or if you're standing, sink your feet down. So just start from the bottom up. 
So take notice of where your body is in space. Now you could take a breath in and out. And now take your shoulders, hug them up to your ears and drop them. Do that one more time and drop. Bring your shoulders up and down and allow that weight to just kind of sink down into your body. So now allow yourself these couple of moments to just relax. So tell yourself, I give myself permission to relax. So now you can put your hand on your belly and take notice of your breath. And you're gonna deep inhale. Allow your belly to expand and out. Take another breath in and out. And notice the muscles in your face if you're scrunching them to just allow them to relax in between your eyes, right where your eyebrows are. Allow your eyes to gently go back to their sockets. Again, breathe in, feel your belly expand and out. One more in and out. And now slowly start to move around, bring awareness back and reach your arms up and tell yourself to have a great and effective day. Have a great and effective day. Yeah, I just added that last piece. Oh. Do you feel different? Yes. No, you're just saying <laughs> yes because you think I That's want the to say That's the And yes. if I said no, you would have told me I didn't try hard enough. No, I would want to self-correct myself. And this was my oh. first time doing this on air. It was great. So was it? Do you yeah, feel I like... I think my eyes are dry. I need some water. Look at that. And you didn't even notice that. And now you're noticing what your body needs. Oh, okay. Just by taking some time out. Mm -hmm. to relax mm -hmm. yeah i feel like if you do that a little bit a day even if it's just like at the stoplight or even if it's like as you're walking to work just like try to be aware of where your body is in space and how your breathing is i feel like it can make a difference in stress management yeah for but sure you know what people are gonna try it and they're gonna message us and let us know yeah let us know if you did the meditation that maria guided thank you. and uh if you noticed anything different about yourself thank you i'm gonna cheers to that and also let us know if you would like that to be an ongoing segment Ooh. meditations with maria meditations with maria my secret weapon is the wine. Oh, good. We should do them later yeah. in the episode. We'll do it in the beginning and the end. Okay. We'll see how different how it is. How different it is. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I do feel like it is helpful. And, you know, we are in a career that we're the helping field. Yes. And that can take a toll. I don't want to always say, you know, always will. But I think it's important to be aware that, you know, we do have a lot of responsibilities. We have high caseloads, high stress demands. We're working with individuals that have a gamut of issues, not always communication. Mm -hmm. um, so and a lot of times we absorb some of that, quote unquote, stress or trauma. So I have some resources here. 
Wonderful. Yeah, and this is a good website. It's called the National Child Traumatic Stress Network. And it sounds like really intense. It's I can add it in the show notes, but it's www.nctsn.org. So that's what it stands for. And they talked about self-care for educators. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah. Are you ready? I am ready. So they're saying how trauma can take a toll on children, families, schools, and communities. And it could take a toll on school professionals. So any educator who works with traumatized children and adolescents is vulnerable to the effects of trauma and sometimes referred to as compassion fatigue or secondary trauma stress. So you could feel like physically, mentally, or emotionally worn out or feeling overwhelmed by your students' trauma. And the best way to deal with this is early recognition, just like with anything else, really. Er- right. Early, early detection. detection. Yes. Che- can we get a cheers, cheers to that? Yeah. Yeah. This truth shall set you free. Mm-hmm. This wine is so light. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should be like outside in a vineyard. Yeah, we can you just know? stare at this picture of a lighthouse and pretend that we are. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to open the bottle and pour a little bit more. All right, you do that. I'm going to go through things. So tips for educators. Number one, beware of the signs. So you, sh- you should just be aware that you may exhibit some of these following signs. Increased irritability or impatience with students. Mm-hmm. Difficulty planning classroom activities and lessons. Decreased concentration, denying that traumatic events impact students or feeling numb or detached. Intense feelings and thoughts that don't lessen over time about a student's trauma. And even if you have dreams about students' traumas. Oh, have you ever had like SLP related dreams? Uh, Yes, I have. What were they? One was like, because I had a student who kept like uh, wetting himself and like we couldn't figure out why because he is able to like ask for the bathroom. And then in my dream, I like went into him and I was just like went up to him and I was like, what's going on? And he was like, well, no one's paying attention to me. So it's just negative attention. So I was like, oh, I want and I went back and I like told the teacher about my dream. So, yeah, I feel like you take it home with you. And even if if you want to deny and be like no i don't which like i kind of do that but like it comes out in my dream right so, like, yeah everything is in your subconscious yep i never had speech dreams but i still have waitressing dreams wow that's intense i still have dreams that like my whole section sat and i'm still in my pajamas Maybe or you feel unprepared yeah that would like that's how i feel like i had those stress dreams for a long time while i was a waitress and sometimes they just come back like that. Mm. But it's always the same. It's always like I'm about like everything is happening and I'm, I'm behind schedule and it's not. I had a dream yeah. that like I have a client and they're like, you know, waiting for me and I'm like still at home. And the other and side I'm like, oh, house. no. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But mine doesn't. Mine still comes out as waitressing. I think like the message behind all of these dreams is just like feeling unprepared Mm. um like you said or just ordinary stress but yeah mine only i don't i don't put it in speech in my dreams i still do associate with waitressing maybe Um, just associate that with like work i call them weight mares (laughs) (laughs) i like it i like it number two don't go it don't go it alone. I think they mean don't go at it alone. Yeah. So pretty much anyone who knows stories of trauma needs to guard against isolation. So talking about like talking to people in your school, asking for support. So, you know, yeah, I a work with the buddy. SLP now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Drink a buddy. 
That's I work with one now and I never have before and I love it. Yeah. I work with two now. It's just the other one. Um, she's part time. So we don't see her until like Wednesday and Thursday, mm-hmm. um, which is great. It's great to have the three of us in the room, but yeah. it's fun. And we have dividers, so we don't always know if each other are in there. So I'm always like, Elizabeth, are, are you, you there? there? Yeah. <laughs> she screams my name. It's too. good to have SLP roomies. <laughs> yeah. And if you do have SLP roomies, you know. Make sure you guys are vibing. I'll say that. Yeah. Because I don't know. I've heard stories of people who don't, and then you just, your work is even more stressed than on top of an already stressful job. So try yeah. to fix that. I don't know how. Maybe meditation. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I want to get us a clock in the room mm. that rings at every 25 and 55 of the hour, because we all have half hour sessions, mm-hmm. except I have one hour session, but I'll just oh. ignore that bell. Okay. But this way we're all on the same transitions and we like, and it, it's great having a room with other SLPs because like you kind of like keep each other accountable like that. Like, yeah. Cause it's like, I see Elizabeth get up and go and I'm like, oh, I'm five minutes late now. I got to hurry up and go. Cause I saw her go. You I'm know? always the late one too. Yeah. Something I get like it. that. Yeah. But if so, that's why I'm like, maybe we should get an alarm for 25 and 55. So then that's like just five minutes until it's over. Wrap up and we're all leaving. I like the timed timer. They have an app too. And it's an actual like clock and it has like a right, button but I just and want it shades. All right. In the room. Okay. It is, a, it, it is in the room. You know, it's not like an imaginary clock out of the room. But do you have to go to a website or something? No. What is it? It's, it's like an machine? actual like clock. Yeah. And then you could oh. move a little red tab and then it's shaded. So then as time goes, the red shading goes oh, away. Yes. So it's a nice visual timer. Those are great for productivity too. When oh. you're like for five minutes, we're going to do this for five yeah. minutes. We're going to do this. And then you have that light. It's five minute increments. Yeah, so a yeah. half hour would be half of it shaded. Mm-hmm. So I like those. And, um, they have it on the app so if you have an ipad and it like takes right. the whole face of the ipad that's another helpful tip right there there Look we at go that. time management yeah helps with stress it's all relatable all it's all this. it all you is know, clockwork it's all the universe pun intended <laughs> oh, that is, okay finally i'll take pun that intended <laughs> Number three, recognize compassion fatigue as an occupational hazard. And I think this is a good one because like in the past I was like, oh, my job is not stressful. I'm not overwhelmed. And then I like really sat and I think I was on vacation in Greece somewhere. And I was like, I think my job can be stressful, you know, but it's like in a different kind of maybe more like an emotional stressful. Right. It's still stressful. So the minute you like accept that and you're like honest with yourself, like I think that's like half the battle and that's pretty much what this is saying yeah you know just know you're prone to it right it's definitely it's not an unstressful job right yeah i'm sure every job has their own stressors yeah that's what i say to mike all the time too it's like i know comedy is stressful but like every career is really yeah that's why they call it a job right yeah work I'd like to hear the job that has no stress. What does Mike think of the SNL guy who got fired? That's our friend. That's your friend? Yeah, I told you about this on Saturday. I know. I've been following the story, too, and I liked his Twitter comment. He was like, I was a mad TV guy anyway. And I was like, I was a mad TV person, too. Becky's his manager. Oh, hey, Becky. She told him not to write that, but it was funny. Um, Why? I think he had to stick it to them. Right. Well, I mean, also, like, no more slurs. No one should do slurs. No, But, yeah, Shane Gillis, he's super funny. He is irrefutably funny. His stand-up is great. He's a very nice guy. 
he's a character type guy and uh yeah so some old things surfaced mm, and then they got yeah. rid of him so there's two sides of it some people think like oh maybe snl hired him so that like they could make an example out of him mm. you know or maybe you know even though snl is such like a like a left liberal liberal show they wanted to hire shane to appeal to conservatives but then at the same time like some people think even that's like hypocritical so who knows all i know know is that we're gonna go see michael che and colin joe's tomorrow we're not gonna talk about (laughs) shane gillis i just wanted to throw it out there because i was following that story too yeah i mean it's awful i'm sure he's stressed out right now i'm sure he could use some wine some meditation right now mike mike was with him yesterday oh really oh okay listen everything happens for a reason (laughs) yeah but snl is tough i mean that's like gig if you're a comedian right you know that's like i don't want to express my opinion okay. <laughs> right, i don't know <laughs> on in case anyone wants to scratch up like dig us up and then there's me saying oh. i don't like something or i like something i don't want <laughs> i'm not in the comedy world so i'm just like interesting story right i read yeah. his twitter comment that's all i got to say really okay Seek help with your own traumas. Number four. Mm-hmm. So any adult helping children with trauma who also has his or her own unresolved traumatic experiences is more at risk for compassion fatigue. Mm-hmm. That's pretty obvious. You know, you got your own stuff then you're dealing with other people's stuff and it's just too much stuff. A lot of stuff. Too much. Get rid of it. Yep. Number five. If you see signs in yourself, talk to a professional, which I think is a good one. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're experiencing signs of compassion fatigue for more than two to three weeks, seek counseling with a profession who is knowledgeable about trauma. And uh, if you could look into this, um, if you have insurance, insurance from like psychologists are covered by insurance plans. I've been seeing a lot of advertisements for like online counseling or like just texting. You know, a lot of insurance doesn't cover counseling. There's a copay. Or it doesn't cover it at all. Oh, okay. Like newer ones, like my insurance does not cover anything unless you are inpatient. So unless Mm. I was going to like put myself in an inpatient, I couldn't like get therapy. Right. But an alternative for people is you can find social workers oh. who do counseling and that's cheaper. Usually not much, but not yeah. $300 an hour. Wow. At least. That's a lot of money. Right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And last but not least, attend to self care. Mm-hmm. Guard against your work, becoming the only activity that defines who you are. Keep perspective by spending time with children and adolescents who are not experiencing traumatic stress. Take care of yourself by eating well and exercising, engaging in fun activities, taking a break during your work day, allowing yourself to cry and finding things to laugh about. Mm hmm. Like yep. SNL. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Yes, Deb's laugh like, at stop SNL. talking no, about excellent. that. Yes. No? <laughs> okay. That's good. So any questions about that? Any like last words about that list? No, I think that's a lot of great information. Yeah. Um, stress is a crazy thing. I'm always surprised how much I don't let, to, but like not too much affects me, but when it does, it affects me hard. Yes. Um, you don't think because you bottle things up or shove it no, under a rug? No, because I don't. Like, I, I'm very, like, I let myself feel things. Okay. But I also feel like 
I don't take on, I don't personalize things that don't belong to me. So while I might feel like compassion or empathy for someone who's going through something rough, I don't personalize that because that doesn't belong to me. Like, yeah, Shane Gillis got fired from SNL, but like I didn't, I don't care that much because it's not me or my life. Right. So it's like, I'm not going to. I just don't have that feeling. Right. And like while I would care for a kid who's struggling, I would just know I'm only doing everything I can while I'm with them. Yes. And legally, that's all I can do. That's true. So it's like, what am I? I can't do anything else. Right. If I did anything else, it'd be creepy. Right. That, yeah. That'd be stressful. That would be. <laughs> I mean, I don't want For everybody. Exactly. That would not be helpful. Yeah. You can't just be like following up with people all the time and like getting in their business. Just, right. you know, increase their vocabulary. It's a fine line. Yeah. And I think teaching self-advocacy is a big one for right. our kids. You yeah. know, like teaching them, even just like, I'm always big with this, like just teaching the word no is huge, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff like that. Or like learning on your device to be even just like making a comment, you know, because we're not just trying to request all the time. No, right. I don't like that. Stuff right. like that. I have so. not done any requesting with wow. my AAC students at all. Well, look at that. Not at all. It's good for you. That's they sh- can already request. Good. Check. Yeah. All right. So I have a self-care rating scale. Do we want to get into that? I can make yeah. this short and sweet. Let's then hear it. I know Deb has some interesting stuff that mm-hmm. she has learned about, too. So this is a self-care rating scale. So if you want to, like, jot this down or even just think about it in your he- head. So according to this person, Virginia Satir, there are eight domains of the self that need care. Rate yourself on each domain. Number one needs work all the way to five, which is excellent. So anything less than a three needs attention. So, and then this can be a great way to assess yourself as a scale or even as a student, even if you give this to like a student or parents, or if you're working with a counselor, this is a great way to lesson plan some ideas. Um, so number one would be intellectual. So like things that you're doing to stimulate the brain and engage the mind, like reading, playing games, learning, debating. And I feel like this is a big thing that we get to do with yeah. our students. I'd say I'm know? a five on that. I gave myself a five on that too. Yeah. Interactional. And this is interesting because as humans, we have this need to, to socialize with responsive others, right? So like having special dinner, family visit, date night, social networking. So I think it just shows you how important it is to interact with others. I think I'm constantly interacting with others. I don't have enough alone time. I agree. That's why I also gave myself a five. I might give myself a four just because I'm overdoing it. Mm. I'm over-interactive. You're over-interactive. Yeah. Interesting. But I'm thinking of in terms of our students, right? How we're giving them tools to interact. And that is in a way helping them to care for themselves. Yes. I'm talking about self-advocacy. Yeah. You know, three emotional enhance and explore emotions. So like watching funny or a sad movie, going to a comedy club, it says enjoying art. Yeah, I do. Five. Five. I might be a four on that because I do all that too much. Too much. Yeah. (laughs) Well, laugh too much, cry too much. Five. Well, we need this to care for ourselves emotionally. Yeah. The other one, nutritional. Mm. So this is to improve your nutritional intake. Watch calories, reduce sugar, eat something new. This also, hey, all our feeding cases. Yeah. This is how you're helping them out. Today I had pizza and crybabies, so I guess maybe I'm doing a three on nutrition. Mm. 
I had a pokeball bowl. It was good. I had it once and I was and then Mike was like worried that we were going to get sick and then I never mm. had it again cuz he didn't think it tasted right or something. Mm. And it was fine and and we didn't get sick, but I've always had that in my head. Well, I didn't get sick, so I feel like that's an irrational fear there, mm-hmm. but all right. Sensual. Get Oh, hey Mike. What's up? The Chromebook. Yeah, there the it is. Chromebook. Maria wants to know how We're talking about self-care rating scale. How do you feel like you are with your self-care? How do you feel you are a four? Well, there's all different categories. We're on sensual. Get in touch <laughs> Wait, with don't your... Wait, the dogs in here. With your sexuality and senses. Oh. Like you- candles, play music, dress differently, and massages. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm going to move on to the next one. Spiritual. <laughs> And I felt like this one went with our meditation. Feed your soul. And it doesn't have to even necessarily be a religious thing. Meditate, sing, dance, a nature walk. And oh, that's yeah. all. I do all that. Me too. I gave myself a five too. I no brought way. Oliver to the city yesterday and we walked so far. Then it took like longer to get home because I had to take a slower train because that's how far we walked. Did you enjoy the nature yeah, walk? It was nice. Good. It's next to the, it's in the bathroom, Mike. So Mike <laughs> always is looking for an SD card. It's just I like know. his thing. Like yeah. I want to make him, you know how they have like those chewy tubes for the kids to wear around a their necklace? neck? I want to make Mike an SD card necklace. The problem is that like the SD cards always have to get used. So right. They get left places or not returned. Mm. That's why. It couldn't stay on your neck. Right. You have to put it places. But yeah. In his pocket maybe. Oh my know. goodness. You don't even know. Yeah. Executive functioning. We're going to talk about it later. Yes, we are. (laughs) Two more things. Physical challenge and care for your body. So like exercise, dance, gardening, taking a class, rest or sleep. So how good would you say your physical care is? I'm probably, you know, like between a three and a four right now, because I would say in comparison to like what I'm capable of, which is a five. Mm -hmm. which I have been a five. Right. Uh, Right now, I'm probably like between a three and a four. But I'm doing more part. of the rest That's than good. I used to. So maybe I'm a four. I'll okay. give myself a four. I just gave myself fives for everything. But oh. last one, contextual, improve or change your environment. And research has shown that your environment does influence your mood. So cleaning, repairing, planting and changing something. And I took this from the beginning of the year when I came back to my speech room, I was like, we are going through these closets. And I felt like so much better. And mm. it's also good to know what you have in your closets. Right. At work. So. Yeah. Fix that up. Spruce it up. I'm always changing my surroundings. So yes. Definitely yeah, you are. a four on that one. <laughs> you are. So or that's a, a great way for you to rate yourself and notice where you lacked, where you were less than a three and how you can improve that. And the first step is just like awareness. You so know? you got fives on all that. I did. I just gave myself five. So I'm so like, I am doing good here. I think you need to go to slpawards.us and tell Eric Raj that we need an award for the most mindful SLP Ooh. or maybe the best self-care SLP. Um, right now he's got awards like most awesomest future SLP award or most awesomest oh wait that's the same one 
or binge watched every season of The Office while writing reports SLP award or SLP paperwork during the weekend award. Um, yeah, I think we need, you know, the mellowest SLP award on uh, this website. So everyone, you should go to slpawards.us and uh, brighten up somebody's day with an award maybe data loving slp award because people need to be lifted up and hard work needs to be recognized and i'm sure you have an awesome aac skills award that a person that deserves that award that you work with so yeah and a little goes a long way Mm -hmm. and you can find out this link where to order in our uh, show notes and use the code uh wine and cheese for free shipping perfect all caps all caps mm-hmm. great next deb wanted to tell us more about stress well what i wanted to talk about was i thought you wanted to talk about stress i did but okay. more, specifically, more specifically i wanted to talk about recognizing stress in children Mm -hmm. because while I don't I think one of my flaws is that I don't have a huge amount of like sympathy for adults I do have a lot for children okay um have sympathy that's like or empathy I don't have a much for adults I'm like compassion that's a separate word I have all of the feelings for my patients and clients like compassion empathy sympathy everything but like ordinary people not so much i'm like you're fine get over it i don't know why i'm just like that but anywho so let's talk about stress now imagine if i said to you instead of us doing this podcast right now we're gonna go run a marathon right i would not like that no that would be a very daunting thing to do to you you'd be like i'm not prepared my feet hurt i'm exhausted i don't even have a water bottle my feet do hurt but i do have a bandit wine yeah that's all you have you're not ready right so like that would stress you out and stress it affects the way a child things and acts and many stressful events that an adult can manage can cause stress in a child and research suggests that chronically stressed children do pay a heavier price than adults and Mm. they're at risk of cognitive damage because their brain is not fully developed but at the same time it's good to expose kids to the right types of stress this way they are able to deal with the potentially harmful kinds in the future so you can stress them out a little, but not a lot. Because it's something that you're never going to really escape in life. So you exactly. do. I think it's important to give them the tools to navigate. To yeah. But because there is no world without stress. Exactly. Yeah. So some physical manifestations of stress, because like, how do I know my kid's stressed? I don't know. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you. Right. Um, yawning is mm. a, a sign of stress. Tension in the hands or stretched out hands or squeezing hands. Oh. Just look at their hands. Mm-hmm. Rapid heartbeat, which maybe you can't see, but um, still, there's that. Maybe is that. panting, like panting. shortness of breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, arm or leg extension, uh, grimacing, covering the face, change in emotions or physical ailments such as headaches and stomach aches. Yes, headaches, digestive issues. Yeah. Because there is that brain and gut connection and there's like direct neurons that go straight from your brain into your gut, but there's also neurons that go straight from your gut to your brain. Right. So, yeah. Just so you don't even know. Digestive issues. And that's important for your feeding kids too, I think. Right. You know, you're like stressing them out to eat more and then you're like, you know, feeding is a very... You know, has to be like 
we have to have an environment like you know you can't voluntarily it has to happen you can't it's not reflexive you have to accept food right and then it's not just about getting it in it has to get processed and you know involuntary muscles have to progress that food down your digestive tract which is going to all stop during fight or flight mode so yeah we got to chill so many things. The point is, my point overall, right. I'm going to give you a spoiler alert, is we all need to chill. <laughs> we all need to chill. Everyone needs to chill. So another thing that I've noticed a lot with my kids and um, what I think is important other people to notice is that chewing and sucking gives a lot of input to the sensory system. So tongue chewing or chronic chewing of the tongue, most frequently the sides of the tongue, I just demonstrated mm-hmm. is a common oral problem and it's known as recurrent body focused behaviors. And this is often associated with OCD, ASD, sensory processing disorder, and it's a common calming mechanism. Ah. So if a child is trying to calm themselves, what does that tell you? They're probably stressed out. So you should look at yourself and re-examine if there's anything that you can do to help. And do you want to know how adults can help children who are stressed? Meditate with them? No. I'm just on a meditation kick Maybe. Right I'm now. sure it is. I'm sure that's it. <laughs> I feel like there's can, research for that. I'm sure there is. Um, but you can provide instruction in short, explicit utterances and repeat and rephrase those instructions instead of getting angry Uh that a child did not understand the first time just off the bat tell them three times and then you don't you eliminate that you eliminate that whole you're not listening you're not following directions well maybe this kid you know his his hand is asleep or or maybe his foot's asleep or maybe he's freaking out because he's got to write this sentence and he doesn't know how to spell the last word in it right and doesn't really know how to self-advocate and ask for help or and he's I, afraid to. He thinks he's going to get in trouble because yeah. it's not time to raise your hand. Right. You know? And I like how um, Shannon, where Beckus was mm-hmm. telling us how uh, she was teaching her kids. She was modeling self-advocacy during math. Like, I don't understand this problem. Right. And I feel like that's so important to model that. And yeah. show that, you know, even adults ask for help. Yeah, even everyone. Adults make mistakes. I don't know how to do math. I don't know how to do math Every either. time I'm in math, I'm like, listen, you got to teach me. I don't know about math. I'm like confused. I'm like, yeah. someone help me. I need a calculator at all times. So more ways that adults can help stressed out children is to... Um, Present with the disposition or demeanor you'd like that child to mirror. Mm -hmm. So I have witnessed sometimes people are like, you're not doing the right thing. You need to be doing this. Mm -hmm. Now that's going to invite that child to respond by saying, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and I don't have to listen to you. Something like that. So like they're going to mirror your behavior. So instead of being aroused, it's better to reduce your arousal. And to try to speak in a neutral tone that is lacking any judgment or emotions. And this way they will hopefully, and over time, most likely, mirror your behavior. So I would be like, I've noticed that when the teacher is speaking, your eyes are over here at the window. Now, I know the window's interesting, and maybe the teacher's saying a lot that's overwhelming, but I'm going to help you understand this, and yeah. we can do it together. So like that, let's Deb. get it done quick so we can play a game. 
Right. You know, something like that. Like nothing, not everything has to be like, you're not doing it right. Right. <laughs> and you know? know me with my visuals, like maybe this kid could use a token board. Right. Maybe he could use some frequent breaks. You know, maybe he could be the class monitor and throw things in the garbage or something like that. You yeah. Know? Just, just throw ideas out there. Yes. Yes. Um, and then I like to avoid no statements and I like to replace them with do statements. So instead ah. of saying d- no playing with your pencil, I like to say pick up your pencil and write the word the or whatever the first word is that they need right. to write. Like, right. So like who is eating the grass? The horse is eating the grass. OK, so if he's playing with his pencil and I'd be like, I need you to write the word the I'm not going to say stop playing with your pencil, write the word the it's a waste of time and my breath. Right. And it's like, why? Just because I want to be an authority and say that? Why? What's the point? Why am I even saying that? Right. I should just at least, I should just tell them what to do so I can move on. And it would be implied that they would have to stop playing with exactly. the pencil to complete that test. Right. I think it's an ego thing that adults don't realize that they're doing to kids. I don't know about ego, but I think a lot of times going back to my list, you know, mm-hmm. going back to my list, that maybe we're overwhelmed. We're humans too. And maybe we're just like having a hard time like balancing our own like stress and emotions mm-hmm. now we have this kid that's like you know like playing with the pencil we just want one sentence on the paper and it's like right so then you, you can't tell them, you know write focus the word yourself the. Yeah, that's but it that's i just need the word this episode's the. about helping right. others you know to help themselves and that way you could help your students right you know so this is how you can help them by using uh, do statements instead of no statements and also instead of asking why questions ask how questions yeah why questions are tough man yeah why questions well no i don't mean like in terms of why abstract are you thinking playing with your pen that i get it yeah like how can i help you write with your pen right. or like maybe that's a weird example but like i would like like how do we write the word the look yes. long line <laughs> down and then just like okay i gotta write you know like yes focus them yeah so like not why aren't you writing it's just how do we get this sentence down yeah. something like that um visual reminders and support such as cues and schedules um which i'll get into more and then providing clear expectations allow scheduled intentional sensory breaks not just like every time a kid flips out they get to go Mm. we have a whole other episode about that so i'm not gonna talk about that and then provide coping strategies such as tell me more yeah so lots of times kids i use the example they might be like well i want two prizes and right. instead of me being like, no, you're selfish. You right. can't have two prizes. Right. Everyone gets one prize. Right. Why would you think you get two? Right. No, why questions? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would be like, tell me more about how you want two prizes. Yeah. And they'll be like, well, I like both and I wish I could have both. And I'm like, you know what? I love prizes. I wish I can have two prizes. Yeah. But right now we only have so many, so many that everyone can only have one. Right. And you wouldn't want to be the one who has zero. So... It does make sense to want to, but right now I can only give you one. And sometimes just like allowing that child to fantasize about getting what they want is just like the satisfaction that they need. Just to get it out. Just to get it out. Just to think about it. Yeah. Um, Then also another thing for adults to remember is that no two people are the same. So you might have had a kid similar to another one, but that doesn't mean that whatever protocol you have with that kid is going to be aligned with what this next kid requires. So the biggest example, and I'm not the first to say this, whole body listening is not consistent and effective for all children for listening. Many children with sensory needs require stimulation in order to focus, and you're not listening causes stress in a child who struggles to focus. And many choices children make to self-soothe 
are distracting <laughs> and right. these are not whole body listening things, but they're doing that because they need help soothing themselves. Right. Yeah. If they're listening and sometimes that they don't always give eye contact doesn't mean they're not listening because, you know, sometimes they surprise you. Right. You yeah. Know? And then you're like, ah, just because they weren't looking at me doesn't mean they weren't listening. Yeah. Maybe looking at you is too stressful. That's what they say. Yeah. That's what research is showing. Maybe they hated your outfit. <laughs> maybe they couldn't get over that you couldn't brush your hair that day. Maybe I... You're probably right. <laughs> I did a I'm trying to work on brushing my own hair. <laughs> Me too. If anyone's going to be like, you can improve in hair, I'd be like, probably. Probably. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm tired too, girl. <laughs> so um, just like what? So kids, I feel like lots of kids get in trouble in school and they get stressed out even more because things that are outside of their control are, are what's getting them in trouble. So let's look at some behaviors that kids might have. And try to think, like, this is not always their trouble fault. Like, they may have, yeah. I was going to say, even adults, like, if you're doing, if you're working mm-hmm. with adults and, like, the geriatric population, right. I think it's probably so stressful for them that, like, they used to be able to drive. They used to be able yeah. to cook. They used to be able to go to the supermarket. And then when they lose that sense of control, they do feel yeah. stressed. So, like, you can apply this to adults, too. Everybody. Yeah. So these people, they might have trouble starting or completing tasks. They might have difficulty prioritizing tasks. They might forget what they've just heard or what they've just read. They may have trouble following directions or a sequence of steps. They just might executive functioning. Yeah. What is, is this like Jeopardy? What? I'm mean, just made in Jeopardy. What is executive functioning? So the, the where is my SD card? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> exactly. That's right. So that's not Mike's fault. He can't focus all the time. He's doing too many things. Mm -hmm. So they might panic when rules or routines change. They might have trouble switching focus from one task to another. They might get overly emotional and fixate on things. They might have trouble organizing their thoughts. They could have trouble keeping track of their belongings. And they might not be able to manage their time. They might want to have friends over but then never organize it. Their desk is messy. Their backpack is messy. They uh, focus on the least important part of the discussion and they insist on things being done a certain way. So we can provide visual supports for these types of people so that they can you can reduce their cognitive load and their overwhelm. I mm. like get ready do done because oh, like a to do list. Yes, but you work backwards here. So what you do is first you fill out the done and you're going to draw in the done what your finished product would look like. I feel like when I was a child, I struggled to initiate projects because I was always thinking I'm going to do it wrong. So having a visual of a finished product alleviates that anxiety and lets people initiate tasks and actually complete them. So you start with the done, you draw what it'll look like. Maybe it's like an article that's got um, site, like jots all over it, um, like that's been annotated. And then in the do, so what am I going to do? I'm going to read the article and I'm going to take notes on what I learned. So get ready. What do I need? I need my article and I need a highlighter and I need a bookmark and I need a pencil. And nice. now I'm ready to do it and I can write on the clock how much time I have to get it done. Wow, I like that. Then there's also like some kids who they have struggle they struggle with impulse control. So like I have one student who like tends to speak loudly or ask questions and it's a little bit impulse control and it's a little bit avoidance behavior. And too much time has been wasted in my opinion on redirecting this child. So I put visuals on his desk that show like you know, when the teacher's voice is on, his voice is off and I have like the zippered lip emoji. Mhm. 
But then there are times when we can speak at our desk, but we have to do it softer. Right. So I just have like the shh, quiet emoji. So we just have to speak quieter. Then I have like a boy raising his hands and then I have an emoji of like writing. So like if he's talking, I'll just point to the writing and then I'm like, I'm not going to answer your question until you finish this sen- this sentence. And then I have the volume, like the um, Apple volume, because everyone seems to know about volume on computers for louder and um, quieter and then I've, arrows up and down. I've made visuals of like um, like a growing up a scale and then like mm-hmm. the, like almost like a bar graph and then like too low mm-hmm. middle is just right and then like too loud. And then I found right. one on Pinterest um, where it's like a mouse. Not, uh, not a realistic picture of a mouse. Right, I'd yeah. freak out. A cartoon picture of a mouse. Right. And then like a just right and then like a lion's voice. So you're just trying to show them like the different loudness levels, mm-hmm. which are very important. Yeah. Yeah. Because like and just giving that visual instead of like when you tell somebody something like you have to understand that children, just like adults, they don't like to be told what to do all the time and they do get embarrassed. So. Instead of being like, you're so loud, just pointing to something might help them um, just get more comfortable. And my last point is just really speak in a neutral voice and tone. This does not mean that you are giving your like saying this behavior that's negative is permissible. You're just providing the behavior that you want that child to mirror and you're getting your point across if you in inner if you put your emotions and what you're saying you're going to invite them to add more emotions and you're going to increase their level of arousal so right the point is a behavior was identified a consequence is going to happen and you need to speak about that in a matter of fact way instead of yelling or or anything because that's not going to help right. in yeah. my opinion it's really not. No. 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 But instead, I will be like, we are, n- it is not acceptable to touch other students in the classroom. Right. It's unsafe and it's inappropriate. Right now, we have to finish our work in another room. And hopefully, moving forward, we don't have to do this again. That's it. I'm also, not going to be like, don't touch that again. Oh, no. Right. Like, uh, social stories are good, too. Yes. Just- I wanted to put this in this PowerPoint, but... I only had 15 minutes, so I was, like, speaking, like, a mile a minute when I did it for the people. All right. Yeah. That was a plethora of information. Thanks. I feel like you say that after every time I talk. Do I? Is that because I say too much? No, I just really mean that it was a lot of information, but I meant it in a good way. Thanks. That was a lot of information, and I was just like, I feel like I need a minute, you know? (laughs) To process it all. To process it. So, like, you know, to me, what would I say about that? presentation you just gave i'm gonna (laughs) go with i'm gonna go with less is more you know Mm -hmm. like maybe that should be our quote we're doing things a little backwards why you think i said too much no i mean like you're oh like less more like like yeah like less emotions your less verbal cueing Mm -hmm. less uh questioning yeah less less insistent chatter i don't even know i'm just saying less with everything just less. Yeah, it's like will stopping get you more. a classroom to target behavior is just as distracting as that negative behavior. Yes. So no matter what, like for the most part, children or adults, 
they act out because they want to gain control over a situation. So if everything has stopped and no one is required to continue working, then they have now controlled the situation. Even if the teacher is the one in the front talking, the child is the one who dictated that situation. Everyone's now doing something different as a result of them. So that's not beneficial to the group as a whole. He's going to form his own dichotomy. He's going to be his own like ruler of the room. So it's going to be like our whole atmosphere is dictated based on one or two children's um, behavior. Yeah, and that's not beneficial for anyone. anyone. Wow. That was good. That's what I think. And stress is a result of feeling like loss of control. Right. So and you're just trying to regain it. That's why they're acting out. Yes. So that's why I always try to tell kids, like, I will help you with anything you need help with. If you can't spell it, I'll spell it slowly and 16 times until you do. And I'm so annoying to the point where they're like, I want to do it by myself. Right. And they do. I never met a kid that has, like, learned helplessness wants miss mm. brooks to do everything because i'm also like not an idiot like i'm not gonna do everything right but like i can tell there's a kid who has all the answers verbally you tell him to write he breaks down you he finally does write because he's motivated everything's spelling all the spelling is atrocious so he's sitting there thinking like it's too the cognitive load of having to spell all these things because he had lacks completely lacks phonemic awareness it's too stressful for him to participate. So it's not an IQ thing or a comprehension thing. It's a stress thing. Mm. He's too stressed out. If we gave him a code. Right. If he only had to write the first and last sounds that he heard, maybe. Mm. That's what my new goal is going to be. Just identifying the initial and final sounds and words I read aloud. Is that going to be your tip or trick? Maybe. <laughs> That's my goal. These are like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got a ton of tricks today yeah. and tips. Yeah, got everything. My tip or trick. We're doing tips or tricks now. Yeah. Mine is provide instruction in short, explicit utterances and repeat it. I think you're reading my mind because I was going to do that, too. Oh, okay. ahead. Yeah, I like yours. That's it. That's my favorite line. So if I'm going to say right now we're going to drink wine, pick up your glass. We're mm. drinking wine. All Where's right. the well, wine? Guess, Let's drink the wine. Guess what? I drank my whole glass. We're drinking the wine. I got I drank mm -hmm. a droplet of wine because I drank the yeah. rest. So it's like, take out your paper. We need our papers right now. We're doing the paper on this. Well, whatever it is. Like I say it like three times. Max. So that they're minimum. Oh, <laughs> minimum okay. three times so that there is no like you haven't heard. You're not listening. So instead of just saying like everyone take out your folders and take your packet out and then pausing for five minutes while they're f shuffling through their papers, I'm just still talking. Wow. I'm like, All right. folders out, f packets out, turn to the first page. We need Dreams by Langston Hughes. Do you have Dreams by Langston Hughes? Get your packet out, Dreams by Langston Hughes. Just over and over again. Because, like, the time is there. It's still, like, they're still transitioning. You can just keep giving the instructions. So no one gets yelled at for not knowing what it was. I see. So you're doing it like... Uh I'm they setting them up for success. Up. Yeah, they can't mess it up. I yeah. get it. Can't mess it up. All right. I am relentless. Got but it. But neutral. Wow. Interesting combo you got yeah. there. Yeah. Whoa. 
All right. You think? My tip or trick mm-hmm. to reducing stress yes. for your students or clients, even if they are geriatric, mm-hmm. I like for you guys to write a checklist of things you want them to accomplish in the session, and then they can cross them off as they go. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of individuals who have who feel overwhelmed and the lack of control, or at least if they feel like they can control what's happening in the session will feel a sense of like relief and also like prediction like okay first we're gonna read the book then we're gonna highlight the words then we're gonna write the words and then we get free time so as they do it they can check it off so right everyone loves crossing off things everyone loves crossing things off and you know just even if you don't have those visuals of that write the words down draw a little picture just make that schedule and allow the client to feel that control of oh i checked it off because i did it so you know yes exactly because yeah. then they can feel in control maybe they're exactly. acting out because they seek independence and now right. maria's tip has provided them that fulfillment exactly yeah yep. i and liked my quote less is more but less is more like my it, mom but says it all the time oh see mm-hmm. mama knows best yeah less is more so with that note i'm maria i'm deb and this was our podcast for the stress management. Not stressed out, SLP. We're not stressed out. We fixed it all, right, guys? You're we good. We got it. Just You're good. <laughs> meditate. Be neutral. Be aware that you are prone to stress. Exercise. Exercise. Be healthy. Go to bed. Sleep. And don't stress your students out as a yeah, result. don't see that. It's just going to stress you out even more. It's just yeah. a vicious cycle of stress. Get rid of it. I hate stress. Yeah. I refuse to feel it. All right. Well, make sure you're not swallowing things and burying them. I'm not. Okay. I You're don't just think letting so. them go. Yeah. Good. I'm like, let it go. Good. I don't wear things. Okay. Take them away. Take them away. I like Take it. Take it away. All right. Good night. Oh.